Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Elizabeth Reese. I'm Marjorie Punnett. And this is Best to the Nest, the podcast that is all about creating strong, comfortable, beautiful nests that prepare us to fly. Hi, Marjorie. All I've been doing is flying. Flying here, (laughs) flying there. (laughs) Too many homes, too little time. Uh, I have finally landed in Kansas. I am home. Look at that. I am home. Oh, I love it. Was there like an emotional hug with you and Ian? Did you gaze into each other's <laughs> eyes lovingly? Did you toast with something and say, finally, we live together again? We. He has been very sweet because this has been, I think, as weird as it sounds, harder on him than it is on me. I adapt mm-hmm. to being alone. It doesn't mean I love him any less or... But just I, I, we adapted to the, the temporary separations very differently. And I was always willing to be the sort of the commuter in this. But it feels, I, I will say that now I'm in our house in Kansas and I sold the house in Tempe. So this is our home. I, I do, there's a low grade anxiety that I am recognizing was always the anxiety when I would come here because I knew I would have to leave. Yeah. And my mental, mentally and emotionally, it has not caught up with me yet that I don't have to leave. So in identifying that feeling, I know I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty adaptable and I'm pretty scrappy, but there is, it it will be nice when that anxiety actually goes away because I know I'm home. Ian went off the air in 2012. You and I did the show till the end of 2014. Mm Mm-hmm. Ian and I have been sort of putting together a very strange life now for about seven years. Yeah. And so it's been like now when I think of now that I'm like putting it that way, I almost feel like I want to cry because it's just been, you know, you just have to adjust. We were adjusting to all of the changes, you know, in his health and all of the things that were going on. And he was getting his PhD and then he did a year of student teaching. And then, I mean, it's just been a lot. And I'm so grateful that we have the kind of children that we have that would just sort of be on the event, be on the adventure with us all along the way. And for one yeah. wonderful year in Tempe, we were all together again because everybody <laughs> came back to Tempe to get their masters and then they went off again. So there have been so many blessings, but what the biggest thing I have learned out of, not the biggest thing, but one of the most important lessons I have learned out of all of this from moving from St. Paul to a temporary apartment, from the temporary apartment to another temporary apartment, to the apartment in Tempe, to another temporary apartment in Tempe, then to our townhome in Tempe, then here, I say all of those things because I want you all to hear me. Mm. I had too much stuff. Yeah, no kidding. I had way too much stuff. And I just want to talk about clutter today. And I had a question for you. What percentage of things in your house do you think are essential? Oh, gosh. Absolutely essential. Yes. And I want everybody listening to think about this too. 
I mean, probably if I came right down to it, it would be like 30%. Okay. Like 30%. I would say, I would say I'm at a higher percentage of things in my kitchen that are essential. Yes. And I'm at definitely a lower percentage of things in my basement and my closets that are essential. Because my clothing situation is double OC out of control. (laughs) It's out of control. And some of this is really because I am just in this situation where I'm like, I'm holding on to stuff for a few more months to figure out like, what am I going to fit into and what do I like? And then I'm doing a massive clean out. But, but yeah, I, I don't think that, I think we have too much stuff. Everybody does. And, and I actually kind of think we live a relatively minimalist lifestyle compared to most people at my house. Yes. And so I want everybody who's listening to ask themselves these questions. That's the first one. What's essential? Then I want you to ask yourself this question, Elizabeth, when you think about your closets and your basement, yeah, how do you feel? Not good about my closets. My basement, I'm feeling okay about, That's but my good. closets, I feel very bad about because I have to push the door so hard to get it to close. And I will tell you, I just knew, and I've known this for a long time. I, I mean, you should have seen how much we pared down when we moved from St. Paul. I did I mean, see. I took some of it. You gave me oh, some that's... of your stuff. <laughs> I have some of your stuff Sorry at my that. house that I then moved to another house. <laughs> that seems wrong of me that I did that. But it was no. nuts. It was so nuts. I remember there was stuff that the 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 container had left St. Paul and there was stuff left over that I didn't know what to do with. Elizabeth, I had the most beautiful purple bike that in the panic of trying to get out of town, my son Campbell was with me. I'll never forget this. It was custom made for me in Chicago. So just a beautiful purple bike with a basket. We were like literally trying to get out of town. And I thought, and I, I think I had already like distributed, I'd already like tapped every friend I could for like, could you take this? Could you take this? And it was one of those things that clearly I was having the most trouble leaving behind. And for some reason, I can't remember why this happened. I think Goodwill wasn't taking bikes. So that was like my go-to move because I always feel good about like putting a little treasure at Goodwill that someone could find like, oh my God. And couldn't find anybody. And it did have a flat tire. (laughs) So Campbell and I went to a church off of Summit and I just put it in front of the church and thought... Somebody's going to need a bike. This is a really great bike. (laughs) And it'll be a nice discovery for somebody. Like, I felt pretty good about doing that because I wasn't dumping. I was, like, putting it literally in God's hands. Like, like somebody find this bike. But I I think what I – what it like, now that I've sort of landed, and I'm not going anywhere for a very long time, even though my husband doesn't believe that, I feel like if you are solidly in your home – that this is the opportunity for everybody to go through. Don't wait till it's a panic state and really go through everything you're, you own. I mean, I think it's – who's the clutter person? Marie Kondo. I yeah. think it's like you're supposed to go through all of your stuff and say what sparks joy and what doesn't spark joy. Right. And as I was packing up this last time, and we probably have much less than most people have because I've done so many purges, but to me it was still too much – the only things that when I really looked at it that sparked joy for me were my clothes and my pictures. 
like 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 my personal pictures of the kids and things mm-hmm. like I have so much like you won't have to deal with what I dealt with. I have so many like actual physical pictures. Those are the only things that when I really thought about it sparked joy for me. The rest I I honestly don't care about. Yeah. The hard part is it's just that you know, oh my god, I spent so much money on that or I spent so much money on that. I can't just give that away. And that's what I'm going to have to deal with like in this round here. But when you think about it in your house, what are like the top 3 things that spark? I know it's something in the kitchen's going to come up, but the top 3 things that spark joy for you. Well, definitely my kitchen things. I mean, those are such important things to me and I use them all the time. Like everything I'm right. using really right. sparks joy. It drives me crazy to have drawers that are overflowing. I mean, my husband would be like, are you kidding me? My husband would love it if we had nothing in any drawer. He right. would think that that would be great. He's like, gets so psycho super minimalist that I have to be, I have to remind him like we have a third of the toys of most people I know who have right. kids. I mean, we really don't have as much stuff. Things that we're using regularly, I really love. And I like things that function well. Stuff like, for example, what's driving me crazy right now, and this is going to sound so dumb, but we have, we have really narrow space on either side of our bed for nightstands. And I have very small nightstands and I have two giant lamps, uh, one on each nightstand. And so I have no space to even just like set a book down on the nightstand because this lamp is in the way. And I like the lamps. Right. But uh, so my solution is going to be to get some sconces oh, that nice. hang above so that they're on the wall so that I've got the table space free for the nightstands. But it's like little things that get in the way of me being efficient and things that make it so that stuff is like collapsing or right. falling off of stuff. That's what is very difficult for me to manage is, is that type of stuff. One thing about the clutter. So I've been really diligent the past few weeks about, I sort of got to a point where I was, when I'm busy and I need something, I just order it. And then I go all of a sudden, whoa, how did I spend all that money on this stuff? You know, like, whoa, this is not an efficient use of money. Like, why is my credit card bill this high? What is happening here? And I started really diligently writing down every single thing I was spending money on. Um, And so on my little, on my daily page planner that I use, thank you, Danny Bruflot from Time is Honey. I love it so much. And I, I write down in one of the sections every dollar that I've spent every day and just the act of writing it down. And it's not like I'm keeping this big spreadsheet, but I'm just writing down every dollar that I spent. I can look at what a day costs me. And then I'm also Hmm. just being more intentional about going like, do I really need that? Or can I get by without it? Because I know I'm going to have to write it down. Right. And it's, it's not like the big things that end up cluttering your home. It's the little like few dollar things that seem like nothing right. that add up to a lot of spending and add up to a lot of crap in your house. And I, you know, this is none of what we're talking about is this is such a hot topic right now. So it's not like we're shedding new light on it, but you're exactly right. And I think that's, that's really just what I wanted to say to people is from the other side of having done so many moves over the last seven years. And every time I would move, I would give stuff away. I would give more stuff away. The only thing that I think I accumulated while I was in, in Arizona were clothes, Mm -hmm. which is my sort of, you know, that's sort of my Achilles heel on clutter. But I do think that 
I did, I, when I was talking about this, we talked about the move and I had these Ikea bins and I said, my goal was that I would have not have more bins than I did when I moved into the townhouse. And that indeed was true. I didn't have more bins. So that was a good thing, but it just, it really is so clear to me that when I, I, there's a lot of sort of looking back over the last 15 years, sort of once you get out of raising your kids, I think that's like the first, and maybe that's what a midlife crisis is, is there's a lot of, I find myself looking back, not in a sad way, but like, oh, I could have done that differently. Oh, I could have that differently. But on the main, I'm so happy with my family that I, you know, I don't look back and go, like, I don't want to do anything radical about it, but I think it is it is interesting that I can see more clearly sort of the regrets, and one of them, one of the big one is stuff, is just mm-hmm. – because it is exactly – and it, this all comes back to your really good point. It's all about money spent that didn't need to be spent. Yeah. And I think that's – I'm in the position now where I financially – I'm looking for, very clear-eyed forward to – Will we have enough money to sustain ourselves until we're 90? Right. You know, that's very much at top of mind because I, I am right now working with my mom who's 87 and trying to figure out how to make sure she has enough money to be well cared for for the rest of her life. So, yeah. it, it, but it all in so many ways comes back down to what you've just said is that that idea that pay attention to what you spend every day and do sort of that. I know all of those clutter books have little checklists that you're supposed to go through before you buy anything, but that makes sense to me. And I, I, a hundred percent can say that when their kids were little, I was not doing any sort of checklist. It's like, oh, that's a cute little coat for the kids, or oh, that's a cute another little toy for the kids, or whatever. But it's it's so important from from a 57 year old looking back, stuff management can become so overwhelming. I think it can too. I think a couple of things that I've really learned with kids stuff is fewer clothes are definitely better. Yes. Um, that was harder for me with Bernie because she's a little girl. I I don't know. Little girl clothes are more fun oh. than little boy clothes to me. I mean, because I just think they're so fun to dress her up in, but it's very easy for kids to get overwhelmed by too much stuff and then they can't help you put it back. They can't find it. So I, with Franklin, I have seriously limited his clothes. We have one dresser in his room and Marjorie, it's half empty all the oh, time. Oh, that's great. So, and it just is, it's half empty and it has all of his things in it. And, um, it's an Ikea dresser and it's very cute and, I put it together over weeks because I just would like put a piece together right. and then put another piece on right. and then Jay would get in on the puzzle. Um, but I found <laughs> that for him, I only need six pairs of pants for him. I don't need 20 pairs of pants for him. Right. And right. I fold them up Marie Kondo style in this, in the dresser, which has, I have got little, um, Ikea dividers in the dresser too. So they sit in there and when he's out of pants, we run down to the laundry and grab a new basket and then he gets pants or, right. you know, I fold them and put them away. But I've just found doing laundry a little bit more often is a, is better to me than wading through so much stuff. And even with Bernie, we just went through all of her clothes about four weeks ago. And I just sat on the floor and I said, do you like this? Does this fit? And we went through every single piece of clothing she had. And I had two huge bags to give to my sister for my niece. And then we had pared things down so much that 
instead of having 25 long sleeve shirts, she has seven or eight. And there you go. that's still plenty. That that's is plenty. plenty. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, I, I knew that I wanted just, I just wanted, you know, sometimes I think I'm best of the nest. It's just a matter of just saying, hey, think about this. And I knew that I was, it's been such a great feeling to have sort of contracted our life in such a major way on many levels during the pandemic. But I knew that there's more work to do on this clutter stuff issue. When I got to the hotel after the house in Tempe had closed and I had cleaned the house and I got to the hotel and I thought, now I feel really good. Yeah. Where I don't have any of my things. And when you're thinking like it's better to have nothing than it is to have all this stuff. I know. That's I know. like I, I have to find the happy medium in there. I really do. Because and I don't mean to sound ungrateful. I am so grateful for my clothes because I love them. I'm so grateful for so many things. But I know that for me there's still work to do. And I was saying to my husband, we don't need to buy anything. <laughs> anything for a very, very long time. So Yeah. That's anyway. a good feeling. That's a freeing feeling. There yeah. is something very freeing about not having stuff weigh you down. You yeah. know, I mean there's there is a reason why I don't know, there's always you know, you always see like stories of people who live in villages and who have very little things and it's like, but they're so happy. How can they be happy? And we're so unhappy with all this stuff. Why? Because we wasted our money. We're wasting our mind space on stuff that doesn't have any meaning instead of finding the true joy in life. And really, I mean, think about, everybody can think about that feeling of loading up a carload of stuff and dropping it off at Goodwill or Salvation Army, knowing it's going to go to somebody who needs it, and it's out of your house. It yep. is a freeing feeling. It, it is, is a freeing feeling. And so being um, having a more minimalist mindset is, again, another one of those things where it's not restricting. It's freeing. And when you can, when you can let go of things that don't matter or that you're not using and that are taking up space and that don't make you feel joy when you look at them, then let it go. And let and I go. and I really believe like that's the first that's the first step is to go through your home and really pare down what doesn't bring you joy. And then the offshoot of that is to not bring more in. Danny yeah. from Time is Honey runs through my mind all the time when she said I look at their life. If you don't follow her on Instagram, I, I don't remember her Instagram handle, but they live in a very small place. Are they in Copenhagen? Yeah, they're in Copenhagen. Yeah. And it is just time is honey as in the herb time. And they do, she's living a very experiential life, a life filled with experience and one not filled with clutter. Mm-hmm. And it's, I love looking at it. And she said to us when we talked to her that when she wants to buy a sweater, it's one in, one out. Like if a sweater comes in, a sweater's got to go out because she just doesn't have the space for it. She doesn't have space. Yeah. So super, super important. We're not here to nag you. Just wanted to share. Think about it a little bit. I know I'm continuing to pare down and I feel better and better and better every time I have less stuff motivating to get the declutter on. I'm with you. Okay. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a review at Apple Podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best of the Nest or go to bestofthenest.com to subscribe to our newsletter. We are the podcast that brings you home.
To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.